From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone. And the place you have landed is OneRadioNetwork.com. OneRadioNetwork.com. <laughs> <laughs> so he's laughing already. And he's laughing. I told him about that. So we, we just played a great video called um, Who Are We? So I, I should tell you who we are because we have lots of new listeners. My name is Patrick Timpone, and there was a thing on uh, blogger social media. Uh, get this one, folks. Uh, his melodious voice makes the girl swoon. Um, whoa. And then somebody added to that that he, he kisses the girls and makes them cry. And, mm. and I suspect that's because I've been single for so long that... Um, I don't know how to kiss very well. I, I, <laughs> actually, yeah, I actually think that's the problem. So <laughs> now, Dr. Richard Massey, on another hand, who is our guest this morning, uh, he has his own story. His story is that he is a, a doctor, an MD, that he kind of got into a jam being a doctor after a while because... They didn't like what he was doing because you were kind of a too natural kind of a guy. Right, Doc? Good morning. That's kind of the story, yeah. Kind of the story. And that Dr. Massey has also told us over the years, we like to tell people who, they, who you are, oftentimes that you had your own relationship with the demon rum. Yes. You did. Wow. Actually, uh, that's actually, uh, he, he kept the... Um, uh, uh, Coppola Wine Country and uh, Wine Company in business, uh, but that's, that's a whole other story. <laughs> oh yes, yes. So, Dr. Richard Massey. Now, what he does is uh, he doesn't dispense pharmaceutical drugs any longer because he no longer practices medicine as before. Correct? You don't do that any longer. Yeah, that's correct. Now. He just practices medicine out of the back seat of his car, which is, you know. <laughs> in Austin, it's very, it's, it goes on, so nobody cares. You know, there's a lot of, <laughs> cops just say, never mind, we, we're defunding the police, we don't care. <laughs> He's in South Austin, and he works with people. <laughs> yes. Now that you know who we are, let's talk about what we're going to do, which we have no idea. Dr. Messi talks yeah. with folks uh, from the, standpoint of recall healing right that kind of thing where you mm -hmm. where you look at folks what uh, is, it, is it is it a good way to say where folks actually bring in different um, um, tendencies because of Uncle Herman how would you explain it to people who are new at this <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I keep looking for the person who created their own DNA uh, and uh, yeah. When, when I find that person, I'll, you know, I'll agree that just looking at that person and their medical record is a sufficient way to be. Uh, but so far, I haven't found anybody that personally created their own DNA. Their DNA came from two other people who got their DNA from two other people who got their DNA from two other people. If you go back 300 years, it's 4,000 people, roughly who had to conceive exactly at the time and the way that they did in order for you and I to be here. 
Yeah, uh, but uh, then, then that would mean a, an idea like a uh, fate or something like that. But we have free will, so don't I change my DNA as I go? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell myself. <laughs> well, it's a good story. I, I, it's, um, a good, it's, it's my story, but, you know. Yeah. But, you know, your stuff works, so there's got to be something to it because you, you help people to somehow let go of Uncle Harmon's whatever. But, I mean, y- you know, your proclivity that you had this lifetime, as you told us, with the demon rum, you certainly didn't blame that on some other ancestor, right? You, it was your choice. So, yeah, and, that, and this, is a, this is how the question is often um, spoken about in our culture. Right. Um, there's, there's another way to speak about it that doesn't make the polarity between predestination and free will. Ah, it, talk about right? it. Tell us about it. There's a whole other way to speak about things. And, mm-hmm. and one of the other ways to speak about things is that everything is a love story. Mm. Of course. And when a person finds the love story... Mm-hmm. that's hidden underneath their symptom or their illness or their problem, then that problem changes in a good way for them. So that's mainly my work uh, is to help people find the hidden love story. The, so, um, yeah, the hidden love story. Well, it's all love, right? Isn't God just love? I mean, so you got to be on the right track there. Yeah, okay, so so let's start this way then. So imagine that there are somewhere between 40 and 100 trillion cells in the human body. You hear different estimates, different places, but let's say we're somewhere in that ballpark. And each one of those cells has an uncountable number of little receptors on its surface. The cells of the body are in ecstatic intercourse continually. Um, Everything in the body is an ecstatic dance of the polarities. And we live in a culture that's disconnected from that reality. Like we we don't ever spend time just being with ourselves so we're out of touch with the fact that even if i have been diagnosed with some terrible illness most of my cells are just dancing in joy right okay i'm with you yeah and that's hidden that's a huge hidden love story about each person's biology is that no focus gets put there. There's more focus put on Netflix than on the ecstasy in one's own body. So that's a hidden love story just in general Uh that we're all afflicted with in this culture. But we're all conceived with something that you might call uh, love. There's some kind of spark of something that happens. A lot of people have unprotected sex and, and no conception happens. A lot of infertility clinics to attest to that. And yet when a conception happens, like yours and mine, anybody who's listening, there's something that happens with that particular union of that sperm and egg. Something happens 
becomes a human being. So there's some love or something that I call love that happens at that moment. Um, that's a hidden love story. Uh, we don't spend much time focusing on that. Specific hidden love stories have to do with specific symptoms and specific illnesses and specific financial problems. Um, and finding that love story is kind of like just talking about what we're talking about now. That mm. we're, we're just uh, paying attention to all of these things that aren't helping us get what we want. Mm -hmm. But we seem compelled to pay attention to those things. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we talk, we've talked to people, I've had personal experience with, peop, with two different people who actually remember choosing their parents before they came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, because soul is who we are, right? So when mom and dad get together, I think I think my mom and dad were at the drive-in, but that's another. No, I'm just kidding. And so that's why I was like, "That's why you want to write." That's why you want to write a screenplay. That, that's right. That's right. Because you know, it was movies were in my life. You know. Yes. Yes. But so, mom and dad create <laughs> movies are my life. I like that. Thanks. I'm going to use that. So, um, so mom and dad create the. They got the little spermies and the eggs. And they do that with love and this this little love molecule. But uh, so that would be the energy for me to come in and and occupy that, right? I have a friend who does uh, Western and Vedic astrology and also facilitates constellations. Yeah, and this was her take on it hmm. that when we. Uh, get whatever it is that we call it an assignment or whatever we're going to come to earth to do whatever we're going to do right we look for a specific configuration of the planets a specific constellation of the planets and how they're going to be in a certain moment and we want to be born at that moment and of course we have kind of all knowledge at that point so we don't have to sit down and do the math yeah on we paper. have to we don't, we don't need a computer to figure it out <laughs> It's a God thing. And we look, yeah, and we look for a family whose family members are in the same constellation hmm. as the heavenly bodies. Hmm. And when are they going to be exactly in synchrony with each other? And we jump right in there. Wow. Well, you know, we would jump right in maybe, but then who would, you know, are we in sync uh, when we take our first breath as the Bible and other spiritual paths they are when we jump into the fetus. Yeah, you know, the way I'm looking at it now is, hmm. is uh, I'm just looking for certain results in the world. Um, I, I've tried my hand at philosophy. I still get pulled into it sometimes trying to sort things out. And every teacher that I've respected has told me that finding a philosophy is the booby prize. It's the consolation prize. What you want is the real felt experience of life itself. And anything other than that is, is secondary. Um, so I'm looking for 
what part of that does the person need to see in order for their shingles to go away? Oh, what part uh, of the the process does a person? Yeah. Yes. So for you, you don't yeah, really that's care. What I'm looking for. Uh, you know, you don't. Yeah. You know, with, with the minutiae. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah, yeah that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Like what, what we see, see what and works. what we feel and what we experience. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that's the whole thing, but I'm saying I guess I came in here to do what's called a medicine path and to be some sort of person on a medicine path for better or worse. And um, so that's just kind of how I look at things. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's good. I like that. We, we've been talking a lot about uh, of, of late that so much of this this COVID thing is just a, an, an exaggerated uh, expression of people wanting us not to really believe what we see and what we feel. Mm-hmm. Right? What we see yeah. and what we feel. Uh, you know, yeah. you can look at the numbers of the CDC and you can really work them and you can figure out that the whole thing was a jam, right? So, uh, but then people then then watch the news and say, "Oh no, no, it's you know, I'll put it on my mask or whatever." You know, there's so many things like mm-hmm. that. You know, the money system. Um, you know, we've been into this whole thing of an immovable Earth. You know, and we're not spinning around the sun, which we're not, in my opinion. And but you know, you can, and you know, you're not moving, right? The Earth is supposed to be spinning at 1,000 miles an hour, spinning around the sun at, at uh, 666,000, and the whole thing spinning around the Milky Way at 458,000 million miles an hour, and it all started from the Big Bang, and we keep expanding, and, um, but, uh, but the stars don't move, right? They, they just don't move. They're at the same place, you know, circling around. The, so it doesn't even make sense. So what we see, now, we have NASA telling us, well, this is what you. This is the way it is. You know, you guys shouldn't figure this out. And I think it's a big thing going on right now, Doctor Massey, uh, because there's so much um, opportunity just to wake up and say, "Wait a minute, no, this is you know, this is not right. You know, <laughs> this is not this this pandemic thing is not right. You know, this is this injection thing. No, it's you know, it's not right." And I, I think that's what's going on right now. Big one. People are just waking up saying, no, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Going with the felt experience seems really important. Yeah. You know, even now, I mean, when you sit there and, and meditate and you know you're not moving. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I'm not moving. <laughs> just not I don't know and of course <laughs> you're just not mm-hmm. you're just not and uh, I don't care what the what the geekies tell you that well it's because the atmosphere is moving with you and then they do the math and that's why you don't feel it <clears throat> but what do you feel you know what do you know what, what do you see um, mm-hmm. you know yeah so um if this idea is correct, what what, I'm, what we're kind of looking at the last 18 months, Colin and I were talking about it. Um, how does this, uh, how does that feel to you with your work? Does it, 
Does it resonate yeah. with your work? It does. It does. And I actually feel a little twitch there because I haven't been focusing on that with you <laughs> all that. And, you weren't and twitching? It comes ag- yeah, yeah. It comes against uh, the beliefs that I've taken on uh, from all of my years uh, of being thoughtlessly overeducated. Um, yeah, yeah. You hit a couple of core beliefs for me right there when you were sharing that i could feel my intestine squeeze a little bit how my good for you a little intestine squeeze, squeeze. Bit, you know yeah, it's like true, wow but i don't have a a legitimate comeback to it like you like don't. i could insist that i know something different and uh that does seem to be the issue with the way i work day to day and what other people come in with the issue is is the beliefs are what are manifesting as symptoms and illnesses and bankruptcy and broken relationships it's the beliefs not the reality yes sir i believe that's true it feels that's like doing it. that and so you know and and those beliefs for the most part in in my world are innocently inherited when we're in the womb and during our infancy is when most of them are downloaded and we don't have a possibility of questioning those until we're really willing to look at our origin story and just go, right, oh, right. look at that. And to go back to the idea of soul coming in at a certain time and picking their parents, which kind of believe mm-hmm. is what's going on, it would so make sense to, you know, how spirit is could work all this out so you would, you would pick up beliefs and ideas that are the exact ones that you need to let go of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Depending on your karma yeah. and what your experience was, say, the past lifetime and what you're coming in now to learn. Maybe you had a tendency mm-hmm. towards, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And then you come in, pick the right mom and dad at the right time, and then you pick up beliefs that at some point you you hopefully evolve enough to say, Oh, wait a minute. That's not that's not who I am. That's not who I am. Yeah. That's not who I am. I'm soul. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I took on this guy, I can let that one go. I, I don't need to be like Uncle Charlie mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't need to. He to keep picking on Uncle Charlie, man. He must have been a <laughs> rambunctious yeah. dude. Yes. But is that's the essence, though, in your work, is what is folks, when you work with them, do they somehow come to the realization that the belief that is causing the disease was just a belief and they can let it go? So, and... And we don't go at that directly. Okay. We're just kind of doing an overview here now. And so if you look at the model of Alcoholics Anonymous or the 12-step programs, which did a lot for saving me, um, they don't ever tell people not to drink. Don't they? No, that's not one of the 12 steps. And and nobody says you're a bad person hmm. yeah. if you drink or take drugs. Um What's done is the focus is put somewhere else. 
And while the person is busy doing that other thing, the desire to drink just disappears. I like that. Most people can't even identify the moment it happened. Um, but they were involved in doing the work of the 12 steps and all of a sudden they're not checking to see how many pain pills they have in their pocket or how many bottles of booze they have back at the house in case things get bad. The, the whole mind changes. Yeah. And uh, that's the way it is with other illnesses. If a person tries to fix an illness, they are stuck in a loop that's very unsatisfying. Right. If the person will go after the love in their family system and work on discovering that, the illness will disappear while they're working on discovering that. Because it's just a state of consciousness, the illness. And when they change their state of consciousness to love, peace, and hippie beads in the family and whatever they do, it doesn't exist mm-hmm. any longer, right? And if you focus right. on the don't drink or don't do drugs, um, you're stuck. Yeah, you're stuck. You know, I've noticed too, Doc, when I go in the last 10 years going through the, my little fun things I have with the body and sciatica and heartburn and, and colon and all the cra- and fun stuff, uh, I know I learned the same thing. It was just a state of consciousness that any pain is me. Mm-hmm. So it really is. Any pain is me. I've created the pain with a thought. Right? That's the pain. Uh, so if I if I try to get rid of the pain, you're just kind of in a loop. You're mm-hmm. just in a loop, and it's just yeah. gonna get worse. Yeah. It's just going to get worse. Wow. Yes. Fascinating, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. I think about my mom that with seven kids, Richard, that um, how often did she say, I, I don't have time to get sick. <laughs> mm-hmm. she, she never got sick. I don't yeah. have time. I don't have time for it. Seven kids, you don't have time to get sick. Amazing, huh? Yes. How how powerful we are with what we believe and what we think and where we focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems that having a cosmic identity solves a lot of issues. <laughs> cosmic identity? <laughs> I like that. Oh, you mean as the idea of being a spiritual being and not the body, not the mind? Yeah. Is that what you mean by that? Cosmic identity, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I was working on a, a pledge of allegiance for that for a while to kind of replace the one I grew up with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I pledge allegiance to the cosmos. <laughs> I mean, your way of, of praying, you mean? Well, you know, we had to do that every morning in school. Hmm. We had to stand up and put our hand over our heart. And we had to pledge allegiance to a cloth flag. Yes. And uh, to the republic for which it stands and all of that. Yeah. And and everything I've learned in constellations tells me that a limited identity is the source of war. A limited identity is the source of war. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and so uh, in some cultures uh, children are not taught the alphabet or anything else until they have come to peace with pledging allegiance to a cosmic identity yeah yeah and then anything they get in their intelligence will not be used against another group that's not in their group that they're identified with it ha- i guess it, that happens with most governments china uh, korea uh, united states right as soon as i think i'm an american or a chinese person or a male mm-hmm. or a white guy right and I really think that's who I am, then anybody who's not in my group, even with my best intentions, my intellect will injure them. Yes. Wow, that's brilliant. You see it happening. It's happening right now, right? Mm-hmm. The forces, yeah. the, the dark forces, whatever you want to call them, Satan or whatever. That's all they want to do is to make a big deal out of the fact that I'm a white guy. Or you're a white mm-hmm. guy, or you're a girl, yeah. or you're, yeah. or you're gay, or you're straight, or whatever you are, right? Or you're a racist, or you're not a yeah. racist. That's all it's about these days. Yeah. Right. And so once you do that, then let the games begin, boy. You can get all kinds of people mad. All kinds of people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very and is Bert Hellinger is Bert Hellinger the constellation guy observed? Is that the worst things humans have ever done? have been done with a completely clear conscience. Oh, because they believe that's their way of they making the earth. They're preserving their group. Preser- Whoa. That's interesting. Yeah. So maybe that's why these psychos that are running this thing or think they are can sleep at night. Yeah, they have a completely clear conscience. Wow. Excuse me. Yeah, when you watch them, it sounds like it, right? I mean, they really believe mm-hmm. what they what they believe. They really believe this stuff. Yeah. They really believe it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I guess that's the only way you could do a whole thing where you're, you know, injecting people with a bioweapon or whatever this thing is, uh, ostensibly, which feels like, you know, just to lower the population, is that you really think it's the right thing to do. You really, you just really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those people are not in our group. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in their group. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's pretty interesting. I never really thought about it. But we have, you know, encouraged people and Patrick and everybody not to be angry and resentful and at these people because on, on a spiritual level, that just hurts us, right? I mean, we are all... Mm-hmm. We are one, as John Lennon said. Yeah. And in a lot of cultures, we get a lot more village support to adopt that point of view and to live it out. In our culture, we don't get much support that way. Yeah. So the way our nervous system is wired, just speaking about biology, my nervous system, everybody else's nervous system is wired on the love of my family surviving. On the love of your family surviving. Whoa. Right? And that's how my nervous system is wired to function, is to make sure my family survives. Hmm. And if I have good village support, that will mature into seeing that everything and everybody on the earth is my family. 
and my nervous system rewires to take care and parent everything on the earth and everybody on the earth. But if I stay back in that original program, I'm going to go mafia in my nervous system. Anybody who's not familiar is enemy. And, uh, Which is what we're experiencing now, mostly within our culture. That's mostly our culture, North American culture. We never move past that original love of family survival. Hmm. Interestingly, going back to that can be very healing. It seems that once I acknowledge that, that's the way to move beyond it. That's the beginning of moving beyond it. But if I don't acknowledge that and try to make it go away by force, it just doesn't seem to work. So I want to go back and see Uncle Charlie, and I want to see him as part of the family and give him his rightful place in the family, because that's how my nervous system is wired. He existed before I did in most families. Now, nowadays, you never know. Yeah, you never can know. be like Willie Nelson and be your own grandpa, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, in most cases, Uncle So-and-so came first, so... He has a place in the family system before me. And when he's given his rightful place, my biochemistry functions differently. Hmm. Uh, let's take a little break here, okay? You're doing great. Um, loving the, the, the conversation. Uh, Patrick Timponi, along with Dr. Richard Massey, we have all of the contact information on the audio show page on the front page of One Radio Network. He give you his phone number and his email, and you contact him. And um, and you can uh, have a little session with him and talk about uh, recall healing and life and love and fooling around. And let's do this little thing here of these extremely high quality mushrooms. Well, let's do it from the beginning. That would actually be better because then you can <laughs> see it. <laughs> oh God! Okay, where is it? Here you go. One of the very first things I do in the morning is come sit at my meditation chair and that's when I take my dual extracted mushrooms from Sir Thrival, the chaga and the reishi. Both of these mushrooms are immunomodulators. If you had too strong of an immune system, like autoimmunity, it'll help to downregulate and calm the immune system. If you have too weak of an immune system, like an immunodeficiency, they help to upregulate or strengthen your immune system. So whatever you're dealing with, they help to bring your immune system to balance. In addition to being immunomodulators and adaptogens, Chaga is probably best known for its extremely high ORAC value or antioxidant content. It scavenges the body of free radicals. And Reishi has a long history being used in conjunction with meditation and for reaching higher states of consciousness. And that's why I like to take these right before my meditation. There's a lot of medicinal mushroom supplements on the market to choose from, but most are made with cheaply produced mushrooms grown on grain and either ground up and put in capsules or extracted in non-organic alcohol. Sir Thrival does it differently. We use wild harvested chaga and organic certified wood-grown reishi fruit bodies, not the mycelial extract. And then we use an organic alcohol and a hot water extraction method and then recombine so you get the full benefits of these extremely high quality mushrooms. Previously with the highly credentialed Dr. Thomas Levy, he argues because the literature shows that oxidation is 
the cause of disease. But the whole point is the location, the concentration, the duration, the distribution of oxidized biomolecules determines 100% of all diseases. And so that's why I say oxidative stress doesn't cause disease. Oxidation is disease. Is disease. If there's no oxidized biomolecules, you don't have a toxin. The toxic effect is oxidation of biomolecules. That's the entirety of it. And by the grace of God, several months ago, George Wiseman said this about hydrogen. Hydrogen is the world's best antioxidant by a long shot. Hmm. First of all, it's 700 times uh, smaller than something like uh, CoQ10, 400 times smaller than vitamin C, things like that. So it can literally go, the hydrogen molecule can literally go through everything in your body and go right into the very DNA and repair it. So now it makes sense why George was able to say this back in August 2019 with such conviction. The body accepts that gas and uses it to heal everything. It's like the fountain of youth. It's a, astonishing the amount of ailments. In fact, in scientific studies, and they have over a thousand scientific studies now, they're showing that it either helps the body heal directly or indirectly from virtually every ailment that ails any water-based life form. Okay, I'm sold. And I was able to get one a couple of months ago, thanks to your support. It's called the AquaCure Hydrogen Machine. Breathe the gas and bubble the water there's a promo code one radio for 10% discount. I think a great investment for you, knowing what we know now. On OneRadioNetwork.com. Know the source on One Radio Network. We're with the lovely and talented uh, Dr. Richard Messi. What do we have in OJ this morning? Have an orange choice? We are having a concoction called Liver Lover. Liver. Uh, liver lover, tell us about yeah. that. Tell us about that. Oh, is that did you get that yeah. that place uh, next to you that we visited with when we yeah, met? David yeah, next Wolf? to Casa de Luz. Yeah, it's got orange, carrot, turmeric, and black pepper. Yow, I love some liver, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, remember, turmeric is a photosensitizer for amber and yellow wavelengths from the sun. So when you do more turmeric, you, your blood will take on more of the amber light photons, which elevates mood. Ah, mood. Mm-hmm. Which is why people can get a little scrappy in the winter if you don't get enough sun, right? You get a little, get a little feisty. Yeah, yeah, so, so bump your turmeric and get outside when you can. Get some, get some yellow rays. The sun will come out tomorrow. This sun will your come bottom out. your bottom. <laughs> you know, and in, in, in studying the cosmology that I have been for the last three months, you know, what, what the moon is and the sun and all that, boy, we're seeing some things like phew, learning from some people, and we're going to have Santos Bonacci on again out of Mexico on the real cosmology. This sun is more powerful and juicy and alive than we ever imagined. Wow, yeah, okay. Really, it's not just this old, dead old spinning ball 93 million miles away, you know, shooting out. Mm. Mm. No. <laughs> it's only about, it's, it's very, very, very much closer 
than we've ever imagined. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah 90, this, is, this is all shocking to me. I know. You know I know. 93 million. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. Come on. 93 I'm gonna million. I'm going to have to go hide I'm going to have to go hide under my first grade desk if you keep talking about this. I know, this. you know, you know, we'll get some tinfoil and just wrap yourself up there and just have a whole tinfoil hat thing. Yeah, and even the moon, too. Uh, we're, we've learned, uh, and that's pretty much uh, evidence, uh, that the moon is not even solid, you know. It's just plasma. Oh, no. It's a living being. It's just plasma. And it's just poof, love and peace, love and hippie beads. And it has a, an energy and a temperature as well you can actually measure the moon temperature and the sun temperature and it's colder obviously than the sun you know i mean wow really and even the planets they're not solid things like that you know they're just energy light living beings you know the greek gods actually name the greek named the planets after gods because they are mm-hmm. and that's why the whole astrology thing is even more powerful when you understand that they're not just some rock, you know, hanging out there getting the light of the sun. I mean, it's just, it's just not true. It's all made up. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I'm swallowing the red pill. Oh, baby, I'm going to red pill you. You stick around me and man, you'd be so pilled up red. You won't even know what to do with yourself. I'll send you a few videos if you're interested. And, you know, late night when you wake up in the middle of the night, you can start watching it. Wow. Mm. Fun stuff. Yeah, re- really great stuff. As the motion picture says, nothing is as it seems. Dr. Massey, uh, I, somehow I have allowed some kind of energy from vaccine to people into my life. My face is heating up kind of like hot. And I think it, it is definitely connected to it. Do you have any ideas spiritually or philosophically about this? How this could happen? Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, concretely in the, in the work that I do, I'm more interested in what a person's heart wants to do, you know, than what my thinking or their thinking is interested in. Mm-hmm. So I use that heart biofeedback monitor from Institute of Heart Math, and I would put it on this person, and I we would go back and talk about the first time their face flushed like that, and when it first heated up like that, and what were the circumstances, and what did it mean for them? And we would explore that until we hit upon what the heart's interested in speaking about. Um, and then go from there. Once again, we were uh, in a place of polarities where some people are in a vaccinated group, some people are in an unvaccinated group, and it's going to replay all the polarities that have happened in my personal and family life. Um, yeah, and so what does that mean when the face heats up for that person? You know, and I don't really know. Um, I would encourage them to journal about it, uh, do some heart biofeedback, find a, a trusted friend and tell them the story, see what comes out of that. 
because it's a hidden love story. I can promise you that there's a way to find that. Uh, and then once the person finds that person's no longer in fear, no longer feels like a victim. They realize that they've been graced by a love and they didn't recognize it. Hmm. And, End up with a hot face, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, there's a, I had, I had a couple of hot faces related to love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this is a family show. I don't think we should get into that, but later maybe. And... <laughs> it's great, man. Yeah, I'm with you, kid. I tell you what. <clears throat> hmm. Well, when you say the heart, then you're, you're really speaking. Are you speaking then of soul or who we are? When you say the heart, so is that the same so thing? So just to be, it's, for you? it's more mundane than that. Uh, and you know, I'm sure that all happens. But if if I start thinking about that with an actual person, I'll get lost somewhere because people can go other places for that. There there are folks who are good at those kind of conversations. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and and that's not me. So I'm putting on my little M wave here. It's got a little finger probe, or you can have one for your ear. And this little thing comes from the Institute of Heart Maths, about mm-hmm. two hundred dollars, called an M wave tube. Yeah. And it it does that cold, warm, hot game. Did you ever play that as a kid? Like somebody hides something in a room, and then you have to come in and find it. And they, they, say and they tell cold. you if you're cold or getting warm or you're hot. Right. That's what this little monitor does with the heart. It tells it tells whether the path I'm on is close to where the heart wants to go, far away or right on it. Right. So I just went from the little red to the little blue color, you know. And so that means I'm getting closer, you know, <laughs> to what I'm looking for in this moment. And uh, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, so that's what we do. And that way, that person's heart directs the session, not me. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. the idea that a doctor knows something that you don't know, well, you know, I'm really questioning that. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shocked. <laughs> right. I mean, in an emergency, yeah, I don't yeah, know right. how to take out my own appendix. No. You know, I'm, no. I'm with you there, right? Yeah. But, but as far as knowing something about, you know, why you got shingles or why your face turns hot or why some people get vaccinated and some people don't, I, you know, for me, it's more important for you to discover what your heart Mm-hmm. want you to see about it not what i think about it yeah well that's why you're no longer a practicing medical doctor because <laughs> <laughs> they throw you out long ago you start talking about that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> they'd say dude you're out get out of here man of course they already did that right yes i remember that conversation you know i they it was so funny the way it was set up. Uh, this guy Clark Watts, he was a he was a doctor and a lawyer. He was a retired neurosurgeon, and my friend had gotten him for a lawyer. But he was friends with people on the board, and this is my opinion here. I think his job was really kind of checking out to see how much money you might be good for, you know, in terms of fines. Right. 
And uh, <laughs> yeah, he basically told me, he said, you know, if you go back to doing anesthesia, you know, I don't see any problems for you. You can really kind of do what you want. But if you want to do this natural stuff, um, nobody on the board understands that. And uh, it's going to be really rough for you. And uh, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he told you. That was kind of nice of him, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I wish I'd have known in the beginning he was he was not really my attorney or representing my interest in particular. Um, he was representing the commerce function of the board uh, also. So that would have been nice to know, but I was in shock. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, what did you know, right? I mean, you went to all those years of school, and I guess it's pretty easy to get attached to being a doctor, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I certainly did, and right? and uh, one of the things that I, if you're on Instagram, uh, it's D O C M A S S E Y 1949, and I put little snippets on there so people can look and hopefully it's not big enough snippets that i get in trouble again um <laughs> but interestingly uh my mother was conceived as her mom's father was dying as her mom's and, uh, father was dying okay mm -hmm. wow and uh so her nervous system carried the grief of her mother over the death of her mom's father and uh and seeing so now I'm going into the little green lights. I'm really getting close to getting close to you know, Peter. What, what the heart of the matter is for me right now. And uh, so he and I have the same first name. It's actually Charles. And he died from the flu. I got a copy of his death certificate a year or so ago. And he was uh, had symptoms of the flu for two weeks and then died in a little cabin in Louisiana. Wow. And uh, it must have been quite miserable, I'm thinking, back in that day. Uh, no one else was there with him. His My great-grandmother had already gone blind. but So he died at 65 years of age of the flu. And the main thing I do is reverse the flu. Um, that's been kind of a subconscious passion um so i put on little snippets about sitting with covid positive people with no mask or gloves and getting their blood on me putting ivs in them <laughs> they're usually feeling better by the end of the iv i've never had anybody die of an acute flu-like infection in 20 plus years who got the ultraviolet iv and i haven't heard of anybody of any of my friends who've had anybody die of a flu-like infection after doing the ultraviolet IV. Um, and so that's my big passion in terms of intravenous therapies and looking on the microscope and seeing the patterns of the flu and the blood. Um, and it's related to that origin story. Uh, it's related to the love of my grandmother for her father who was illegitimate, by the way. I didn't find that out till 2013. Good for him. Um, and uh, my mother's love for her mom to carry all that sadness 
and it passed my way and and here's what i turned it into and this is why the family so ask yourself anybody out there listening why did the family produce somebody who does what you do why did the what's family the story what's what's the story why, does, why why you are who you are yeah yeah why does the family produce a doctor why does the family produce a lawyer or a farmer uh, or a school teacher uh, or a secretary uh, or a manual laborer? Why, why does the family produce such a person? And there will be a story. And when that story is found, there's a releasing sort of feeling that happens. It's like a burden leaves the person. Hmm. And they can either continue doing that, but they'll never do it again with compulsion. They'll never do that same job because they feel like they have to. There will be a whole different reason that they continue to do it or they'll find something else to do. But we realize that we've been programmed to make the choices we did about our occupation. And we can see where that comes from in the family system. So it just gives a whole uh, new spin on why we do what we do, more for the love of God kind of thing, and it's our dharma karma, and this is what we want to do, and it's more fun. There can be more enjoyment with it, yes. I love your clock. It's great. Yes, and this this used to be the red light district. I'm told by people who lived here many years ago. Really? <laughs> and now the Catholic Church is over there where the Triple X video store used to be, something like that. <laughs> so we get to hear the church bells, and and the beautiful part of it is that when I'm having sessions in here, when people say something really profound. Almost always the bells go off. And no kidding. Right at that moment. Yeah. And and they usually notice it. <laughs> well, we get a lot of these. This is a perfect question. This is from Jennifer. Dr. Massey, thanks for being on Patrick's show. I just am having a hard time with family and friends that are taking this jab, and I just think that it's dangerous, and I don't know how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. get that a lot big one so a couple came in the other day both of them had pretty severe symptoms they're about 40 um, and they both tested positive on the little whatever that test actually shows uh, <laughs> we're not sure about that, that one know, yeah if, yeah you call them COVID positive now that's the new designation and uh and so we were talking about what the Germanic New Medicine people say. You've had them on the show. We have. The recall healing people on. And basically you get symptoms when the body is repairing itself. Right. After solving a threatening dispute. After. Now, so, yeah. So that's when the symptoms a, start after solving a threatening dispute. Threatening between whom? Yes. Whom? So, who's, who's in this particular who? story, here's how it went. The parents were insisting that this couple who have children get the jab 
and the kids weren't interested. These 40-year-old responsible adults, they said, no, we don't see it that way. We don't want to, we no, don't want to do that. No, no. So the parents, out of their fear of having their children die, because that's what their belief system is and how they filter the media, said, you're going to die from this because you're not vaccinated. And when you do, we're not taking care of your children. Ooh. Okay, that's a threatening dispute. Yeah. That's like saying your kids are going to go to an orphanage mm -hmm. if you don't get this vaccine. That's a pretty big threat. When they solved that, they got pretty big symptoms. But the important thing for me is that they congratulate themselves on solving the dispute. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up. Everybody who congratulates themselves on solving the dispute heals faster and more gently hmm. than people who think they have an illness, who people who think they caught the flu. There's no such thing as that. They solved a dispute. They're magnificent beings. <clears throat> the congratulations for being a magnificent being is an important part of <laughs> recovering our health. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's a wonderful... And that goes back to the idea that you mentioned a bit some time ago that um, in my experience there's actually nobody of any value or merit or, or that we care about that tells us that we shouldn't have done what we did. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Certainly yeah. not God. Certainly not spirit. You know, yeah. So, you know, yeah. whoever does, you know, see ya. Yeah. I think we yeah, are I'm the only probably. ones that do that to ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you probably don't find many badgers or possums doing that with each other. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Come on, let's go be a badger, you know. <laughs> You'll get over it. <laughs> I get a little crazy too sometimes. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Just doesn't happen in nature in real life, does it? Not in reality. No, no not in reality. Yeah, no, you know. Well, no doubt about it that God, whatever it is, loves us unconditionally and has always streamed down love. It just, it's just the way it is, you know. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. All the cells are dancing. <laughs> dancing cells. Dr. Cowan have, has talked about, uh, I, I'd love to send you a video if you'd like. He's been really looking into this whole idea of what the cells really are, you know, and I think you'll enjoy it. Um, and I think it plays into what you've been learning in your research is that um, the cells appear to be more alive and more this mm -hmm. fourth phase of water, as Gerald Pollack talked about, and more of this, this gooey substance, you know, which is a, yeah. which is a beautiful um, uh, 
um, energetic thing and why, you know, kids get measles at the same time, not because they're catching the measles, because they hang out together and they're communicating back and forth through this cell saying, oh, what do you say? Let's do it. It'll be fun. We'll all do it together, you know. And yes. then, then, then we all think, well, the kids caught the measles from somebody. Huh? Yeah. Isn't it fun? I like that. And what yeah. I really like, too, when, I, when you think in terms of it, he said, Cowan says this, the, the gel then can get um, toxic from stinking thinking, right? Fear and worry and angst and all the stuff that, that we humans do. And then um, chemicals or GMOs or food colorings or whatever, right? Um, foods that don't agree with us. And then the body creates a heat with a fever. Hippocrates, if I can create a fever, I can cure anything, his famous line. Mm-hmm. He didn't even have Facebook and he got famous saying that. <laughs> and then, so Cowan, Cowan, Cowan um, argues in that the heat melts the gel. And this is one of the, this is the mechanism for healing with fever, our saunas, our, our um, sweat lodges. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that. Wow. Yeah. I really like that. I mean, that's like, I, that works for me. Yes. Yeah, we need, we definitely need stories that are about our own magnificence. Right rather than about something from the outside is victimizing me. Yes. That's the big one, really, isn't it? I mean, isn't that what this yeah. whole COVID thing has been about that we're learning over the last 18 months? Or, I mean, I never really thought about the germ theory. I, I was a germ theory guy two years ago. Mm-hmm. Just was, just because everybody believed that germs go around and attack you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, a, that's a big deal. <laughs> Right, they let that one yeah. go. Yeah, it really was, and and yet when we think about it, you know, we were conceived in and practiced a lot of French kissing. You think? Um, <laughs> so it was the germ theory was certain discrimination. You know, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, right. Like like we thought about the germ theory when we were sixteen. Right? <laughs> Yeah, you know, Cowan and Kaufman's going to be on, uh, uh, Dr. Kaufman's going to be on Wednesday. And they're, they're all, you know, and, and Lanka and these people, they're suggesting this whole idea of even herpes and STD and all that. It's all made up that we don't share these things. It just doesn't work like that. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I don't know if I'd be kissing some girl if she's got a big thing on her lip, but I don't know, you know. <laughs> I'm a pretty brave guy, but fools uh, <laughs> rush in. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm Italian and everything, but I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I may need a whole lot more pine pollen to do that. <laughs> but isn't that? I mean, isn't it interesting if the whole STD thing too? It just doesn't work like they say it does. I mean. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. 
And then, of course, you know, when, when two souls are intimate and physically, they're sharing all kinds of things, you know, with their little light beans, right? And the gel and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, all kinds of things are happening. All kinds of communication is going on. No telling what the other person yeah. will say. Oh, well, yeah, if you got something, I'll get it too. Who knows? We don't, we don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll get it too, just so you don't feel so badly, you know, to have it yourself, you know. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would do it, maybe. <laughs> oh god what a trip man yes isn't it great that we're finally maybe are we really trying are you starting to get some ideas on what's going on and how this all works or are we just fooling ourselves yeah well it looks like anything would be an improvement over the way we've been doing it. So <laughs> that's right. We're making something moving forward, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. We are live here with Richard Massey. We got a few more minutes. If you care to to join us, you can do it. You can do it. Uh, our phone line is open: triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. Also, email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Speaking of melting your little gel cells, check this out. Previously with Dr. Thomas Rao, the Pericles Medical Clinic in Switzerland. Their specialty is detoxification. We asked him about far-infrared saunas. The far-infrared sauna goes much deeper into the skin subcutaneously. It has its maximum about four to five centimeters below the skin surface. You've actually measured materials in the sweat and you've proven this. Yes, the, the patients after a week doing this every day, half an hour or 45 minutes, they react quite much with sweat. Then you can collect this sweat. Then you measure this and then you find how much they detoxify with the heavy metals. It's really amazing. It really is quite amazing. And you... We say you all in Texas. Um, you can get one of these saunas and now better understanding how healing happens by fever, saunas, and I suspect that's why people long ago, and it's been, you know, especially in Europe, these, this whole sauna thing, sweat lodges with the Indians, this is, they knew what they were doing. They didn't do it just because, hey, let's go sweat it. They knew it, and uh, I suspect, and that's what's going on, that we're melting uh, this little gel that Gerald Pollack and Cowan and others are talking about, and uh, this, the yuck stuff comes out in our skin, in our urine, in our feces, and there's actually evidence to show that after a 30-minute sauna, you get more yuck stuff out of the urine. Well, they haven't done the feces, but I saw the studies on the urine. So not only are we getting out of our skin, huh? sweating, but also into the urine, so we know that that's a very, very good thing to do. You can get yourself this sauna, this far infrared sauna, that we've been promoting for over 10 years. I'm in this puppy every day. I was in there twice yesterday. I just like it a lot. I feel better. Just drink plenty of water, a little sulfur water, and uh, you rock and roll, and uh, we'll give you 
the best price possible that we're not even allowed to put in print. Uh, just uh, we can say it and verbally here on the show. Just email me, Patrick at one radio network dot com, twelve ninety five in the lower forty eight. No matter where you live, we'll get you the sauna. We ship them all over the world. That relax far infrared sauna. Email me if you'd like to get one, Patrick at one radio network.com that's the only way to get the price the only way to get the price that you really want previously with stephanie seneff phd research scientist with mit on her work with glyphosates gmo and sulfur i know you really care about sulfur and so do i you know i really think sulfur is crucial for health and that we have a massive problem with sulfur deficiency in this country uh one of the proteins that I found that is disrupted by glyphosate because it has an essential glycine is sulfotransferase. That's a protein that moves sulfate from one molecule to another, but it's really, really important to be able to do that. And why wouldn't it be able to do it? Because the glyphosate disrupts the the natural sulfur cycle in our body? The cell won't be able to defend itself with sulfate if it can't put the sulfate there. And of course, glyphosate chelates sulfurs. A perfect storm in the challenges department, perhaps, but we're getting creative. So we know that we've been low on sulfur for years because of the chemical fertilizers and now the GMO thing, which is disrupting the sulfur cycle. And we know with sufficient amounts of sulfur in the body, it's the natural way that the body gets these heavy metals, for example, mercury and mercury sulfate, out of the body if we have enough sulfur. Click and order sulfur today on oneradionetwork.com. Don't you think it's interesting how cool God is that we came across this sulfur, which is uh, pure and it has no, you know, no yuck stuff, and actually works better than most any of them out there because there's no, there's no things that make the sulfur, you know, get, it's very sensitive kind of a thing. Hold on, my chair is. Oh wow! I got something going on down here with my. I can do it. Hold on. Don't move. Smoke him if you got him. And um, <laughs> isn't it cool that we, we came across and started promoting this cell for what, how many years ago? I don't know. Six or seven years ago, probably? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then what, three or four years ago, then we start learning about the GMOs and the sulfur cycle from Stephanie Seneff and other people. So God's cool. God gives us what we need even before we need it, which is really, you know, I think it's pretty pretty interesting. You know what I mean, jelly bean? If you haven't tried our uh, pearl sim, boy, it's a good one. It is a real pearl powder. In other words, they have real pearls there's several pristine lakes that uh, that Rulin Chu um, owns, and not owns the lake, but she has rights to do the whole thing, how it works. And her family looks after them, and they are pristine. You know, all of China is not polluted, unlike what you see on the <laughs> on the whatever geography channel or something. Those are all polluted. They're all going to... Um, and this pearl then is crushed up in a, in a way that doesn't uh, mess up the cellular matrix. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful product that you can use 
uh, to brush your teeth with and also take internally. I do both for what, I don't know, whatever I do doesn't matter, but it's, uh, I think it's, it's well worth your, um, your consideration. Uh, I want to see Dr. Massey, uh, Dr. Massey, well, I'm going to go see him. I went to see Dr. Nunley uh, the other day, and uh, there's a couple of teeth in the back that, you know, the cavity, and the, the uh, fillings that get, get wore down after a year or so, and he, he goes in there and fills them up again, and so I'm good for about another year. And um, and he said to me, boy, your teeth look great. What are you doing? What are you? And I said, well, it's, just, it's that, it, that, <laughs> it's that person that, that I gave to you. I don't even think he ever used it. So I'm gonna have to try. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it. really helps your teeth to look really pearly, and it's just it's it's a great product to brush your teeth with. And I think we have a sale coming up on it um, somewhat soon, but get some right now or whatever. Uh, so it's a, it's right on our website, OneRadioNetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Dr. Richard Massey is with us, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Dr. Massey's information is um, all on the show page of our audios. We've got a little stalled thing with getting our videos on BitChute. I haven't figured out uh, they, they won't get up there and they haven't for the last three or four days but so it's a geeky thing. Um, I heard Doc Massey 1949. What is the rest of it please? Yeah, that's just how to get on Instagram. Oh, Instagram. My account on Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. So you go on Instagram and get Doc Massey 1949. Yeah, and you can see a lot of nature photos and see some ultraviolet IVs and mm-hmm. see some blood that I see under the microscope and I write down little bits about what that means. I see. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't have an Instagram. Did you know that we're in Facebook timeout again? Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh. I try yeah, to be good. No, I try to be good. I've been really good, you know. And all of a sudden, they just zap me just 30 days just because they were having a bad air day there. I tell you. What are you going to do? We got You're quiet. you going to be like got... Otis Go ahead. on the Andy Griffith show. You're going to be like Otis on the Andy <laughs> Griffith show. You're going to find your own keys and walk in and lock yourself up. That's right. Lock myself up. Well, we got quite a group going, though, on, on Telegram. If you'd like to join us on Telegram, it's on the front page of One Radio Network right at the top. And join us there. We've got a nice group of people. They post all kinds of stuff. I don't know where they find all this stuff. Whoa. It's like, man. Mm-hmm. It's just a brave new world. Do you have any tips for people how to view, before we go, how to view this matrix thing we call the world out there without getting emotionally involved? You have your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any magic handshakes you got or any pills or anything? <laughs> No, I, I I will say that I'm doing the Sadhguru Inner Engineering course online. What is that? That sounds fun. And uh, and I I like it. Um, you might want to check it out, and if you like any of his YouTube's, you would probably really enjoy 
these sessions online called Inner Engineering. And it's basically the idea is, is they have discovered ways in the yogic sciences of helping people generate their own neurotransmitters and th just the ones that they want. His idea is, is that things outside of me are never going to go 100% my way because there's too many people involved. But everything on the inside of me should go 100% my way. Because that's what we have control over. And most of us have not learned enough inner engineering to generate our own pleasant neurotransmitters, our own pleasant experiences. Uh, we're still very much affected inwardly by what happens on the outside. And, and how does that happen? About, how does that this happen? This is about... Yeah, so this is about how to find a distance, a actual feelable distance between my physical self and psychological self and my true self. I like it. So I can't go wrong with that. A, yeah, yeah so that's the whole thing. And it's for Western minds. You know, it's, it's all based on yon yoga or logic. And uh, it, it's amazing. He says stuff that's like Church of the Obvious, <laughs> stuff that we've all known, you know, yeah. and didn't articulate really in that way. And uh, I found it uh, very compelling. And I'm continuing on with the next and the next and the next Good for you. in their steps. Yeah. Um, and it's having some effect already. And, uh, you know, I'm an old stiff guy. I'm not a yoga person. I don't go in for that. I don't like the idea of a guru. It really bothers me. The only reason I listened to him is because I saw him on a YouTube, uh, randomly came up with him and the chief of anesthesiology at Harvard Medical School. Uh, and uh, kind of resonated since I was with an that. anesthesiologist, yeah. yeah, I got to hear him speak about the levels of consciousness and anesthesia, and I thought, wow, that was impressive mm. to me. That is an old uneducated guy know those things and uh well you know i wouldn't concern myself with the whole guru idea i mean if you find a somebody who might be a teacher for yeah. a while and they yeah. say stuff that works for you i think it's yeah. a, i think it's a um whatever i think it is just a uh, i don't know where the word but it's just a sign that you're open and and want to grow and you are willing to put in some time yeah. for stuff it's great yeah 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 that's what i think and and somehow he has a way of getting governments and people to cooperate and they have i forget how many millions of trees they planted already and how many rivers have been cleaned up and so that's two of his big outreaches uh is cleaning up rivers and reforesting areas and he does it with like 11 million volunteers in, is it in, um, in, in india in india india and here now he's got a place in tennessee i'll be uh, mm. now yeah so that's great it i like that trees and clean rivers i i kind of vote for that you know Can't what i mean wrong with so, that. yeah yeah that's what i'm thinking well kiddo it's been great having you on man we had uh Really good success. Uh, knock on wood with our uh, with our <laughs> with our with our transmission. You know today, which is yeah, yeah, unusual. Right? Usually we so we won't even think about it any longer. We're going to just stay with this, and um, 
and Instagram, then also your phone number is on the show page, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then your email address as well. Well, let's do Casa de Luz again sometime. Okay. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah, everybody should know that when I went to David Wolf's party there at Casa de Luz, I, I walked into Casa de Luz and Patrick was sitting at the table with three women. Um, and uh, <laughs> festivities were in the air. And, uh, you know, and uh, I overtook that, uh, that limitless mushroom product uh, that night in my oh, yeah. enthusiasm. You should tell me not story. reading the directions, you know. I, oh, my God. I didn't realize the dose was one teaspoon, and I put tablespoons of it in my juice and drank it. We were all happy. David Wolf was playing the drums. and It was fun. No, yeah, it was fun, and uh, until four o'clock Sunday morning, and uh, that's when the diarrhea hit. <laughs> and uh, so I would encourage people. There's active ingredients in that mushroom product. I can testify to that, and uh, stay with the dosage that's on the label. Um, and uh, unless yeah. you want to lose fifteen pounds, like I did, you know, with days of diarrhea. So, yeah, yeah, I, I bought a, a container, as you know, we were there. And I start taking yeah. a little bit, uh, uh, maybe in a, my Kabbalah me tonic, you know, coffee I have in the morning with, and yeah. and I had to, and I just used a little bit, and I had to back off really quick. That stuff's strong. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's intense. It's intense. Yeah, yeah. It turned into Bradley Pooper instead of Bradley <laughs> Cooper. You know, that's a I great was going movie. for Bradley Cooper and that's Limitless. That's a great movie, yeah. Limitless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you, I don't, do you have access to? To like uh, Netflix, Amazon, that thing. Uh huh. I just watched a great uh, um, series of seven episodes, really well done, called Dope Sick. Okay. And it's all about the oxycotton stuff. Really. Okay. Yeah, it's a drama, but really good story, all about it, and they're all working up to the how long it took them to get to these people. But it's, it's a great story if you like, you know, these kind of stories. Being in the drug business that you were, well, <laughs> you know, you might resonate yeah. with Dope Sick, yeah. the name of it. Really. Okay. Yeah, good show. Okay, kiddo, I love you. Thanks for everything. We'll see you real love soon, you too, okay? Patrick. Take care of okay. yourself. Thanks for being uh, here. You Thanks do. for coming on the show. Dr. Richard Massey, uh-huh. Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. And we will um, see if I can cancel this thing. Oh, we're already canceled. Uh, I got to I got to rearrange a few things here because otherwise I could go crazy. And uh, I will see you in a few minutes. So we're going to uh, call up and uh, talk to Doctor Ray Pete. Man, if I knew how to hold on a second, I don't know what I'm doing here. Okay, we're going to talk to Doctor Ray Pete. So if you have questions for Doctor Pete, you can join us uh, by. Uh, Email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. So be just a few minutes, and they'll be right back with you. I love you all very much. Thank you. <laughs> Don't know what hand to use because i got to press a button. May the blessings be. Thanks a lot. Take care. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.